Everything you desire to be and do is already in you, just waiting to be let out. You have dreams, you have goals, and your passion is desperate to run free. You are a woman, and you can be everything you desire. I'm Elaine Johnston, and I created this podcast and community to walk hand-in-hand with women just like you to help you break away from all the societal stigmas and to give you the tools you need to achieve your dreams. Through the power of meditation and a positive mindset, you can manifest the person God created you to be. After all, she's already inside you just waiting to be let out. It's time to come back home to you. You're listening to The Prodigal Daughter. Hey guys, welcome to The Prodigal Daughter. My name is Elaine Johnston, and I want to thank you for joining me this week. If you're new to the show, I am honored that you gave this a listen. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and leave an honest review. I would love to know how I can better serve you. If you've been following, then you know that last week was the official launch for this podcast, and I just want to thank you for being supportive, and I'm honored to get to hang out with you this week. Before we get started, there is something that I must first preface. In the excitement of the launch, I forgot to mention that this show is actually going to be bi-weekly. That means that next week there won't be a new episode, but in two weeks, I'll be right back. In case you missed it last week, I talked about how my husband, Cody, and I host another podcast, The Reckless Pursuit, a safe place for Christians to ask unsafe questions. One of the biggest reasons why I chose not to make The Prodigal Daughter a weekly show is because we have a new episode for The Reckless Pursuit that goes live each Monday, as well as both of our solo shows. So I wanted to make sure and break it up and not spam you guys with a bunch of different content and a bunch of different areas online and make it super confusing. So this show, The Prodigal Daughter, is bi-weekly every other week. And the show that Cody and I produce, The Reckless Pursuit, is an every week show. I hope that makes sense for you guys. Now that we got the house cleaning out of the way, what I really want to talk to you about today is how we can jumpstart our goals for 2020. As I was thinking about this topic, a bunch of different ideas came to me. Should I make this long drawn out list? Should I only talk about one thing? And the things that kept coming to me were the same ideas over and over and over because they're things that I actually implement in my life for my goals. No matter what area of my life that I have goals in, I actually apply every single one of these steps. So I wanted to share five things with you guys this week on how we can jumpstart those goals and not just for 2020, but any time of the year any goal for your life, any area of your life. So are you ready? Let's do this thing. So the first thing in jumpstarting your goals is setting vision for your goals. And what I mean by setting vision is setting specific goals for the specific areas in your life. Last week, I talked about how waiting till January 1st to implement these goals for you is actually harming you. But one of the things that I also talked about was how earlier this year, Whenever I wrote out my goals for 2019, I really felt God in my spirit tell me that I needed to be specific. I had all these goals and all these dreams and all these things that I wanted to accomplish, 
but I didn't really have a vision for what that looked like. I didn't really have specific goals in mind and what that looked like. The thing is, we all have big goals and dreams and passions and things that we want to accomplish in life. But the thing is, oftentimes they're too vague. Oftentimes our goals are other people's goals. A lot of times our goals and dreams and things that we want to accomplish look a lot like our friends' goals, look a lot like our coworkers' goals, look a lot like our spouses' goals. So what are some of those main goals that we all strive to be? Well, we want to be healthy. But what does that look like for you? Being healthy is a great thing to strive for, but for you, does that mean having a healthier diet? Does that mean running a marathon? Does that mean working out more or drinking water? Are mentally healthy? Or does that mean you want to start doing yoga meditation practices? Healthy is the big goal. But what does that look like specifically for you? Because everyone has a different version of what healthy means for them. One of the other things that a lot of us want to accomplish in life is to be happy. That's a great goal. I want to be happy. I want you to be happy. But what makes me happy may not make you happy. Do you want to travel more. Does that make you happy? Do you want to spend more time with your friends and family? Does that make you happy? Does creating music make you happy? I love listening to music, but I am not a musically talented or creative person. And so if creating music isn't necessarily something that makes me happy other than listening to music, but my husband Cody, he loves making music. That's what makes him happy. That's what sets his heart on fire, but not me. We have different versions of what happy looks like for our life. Another big goal that most people, actually I think everyone (laughs) wants to have this goal, is to be financially stable. Well, financially stable may sound like a specific goal, but it's not specific enough. For some people, financially stable means barely getting by, but knowing that you'll always have food on the table. Maybe being financially stable is living a minimalist life, living a life of minimalism and living a life of not having a lot of material things, but you know your bills would be paid. Some people, financially stable means being a millionaire, and there's nothing wrong with either of those goals. But you have to decide what does that look like for you? Maybe you, air quotes, are financially stable, but you work long hours And you hardly have any time to do the things that make you happy. You hardly have any time to spend with your family or your friends or even personal time and enjoying the things that make your heart sore. Maybe you want to work less hours so you have more time, but you're still financially stable. Maybe you don't want to make as much money. Maybe money isn't the thing that initially you thought would make you happy. It's the time that you have. So being financially stable for you may just mean there's food on the table and you can spend time with your family. Other people, they want to buy private jets and boats. And if those things make you happy and that's what financially stable means for you, do it. Buy the boats, buy the jets. Another thing that we often have a huge goal in our life for is community. Well, what does that look like? Do you want to serve in your local homeless shelters? Do you want to have more time for your friends and family? Again, do you want to spend time with your children or your spouse or your parents or your siblings, you know, whoever that you're close to in your family? 
Or maybe that means you want to hang out with your friends more on the weekends. Maybe you want to have more board game nights. Or maybe community means community service, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's strengthening your online community for your business. Regardless, you need to be specific with that. Another thing is making an impact. Again, this sounds like a specific goal, but it's not. Making an impact could mean that you make an impact on your local community or that you're you making an impact on your children to understand that they're loved and that they have worth. Maybe your impact is creating that music that brings joy and life to people. Maybe making an impact is becoming an improv comedian, making people laugh. Maybe that's your version of making an impact. You see what I mean? We have to be more specific with our goals. So setting vision, the way I see it is you think big. You think of these massive goals and dreams as big and as vague as you can think of. And then you work down. I want to be healthy. Okay. Well, what areas do you want to be healthy? Okay. Well, I want to be fit and strong. Okay. Well, do you want to work out at the gym? Do you want to change your diet? Again, do you want to drink more water? Do you want to be mentally healthy? Again, do you want to have gratitude practices? Do you want to be financially healthy? You know what? Do you want to make better decisions with your money? You see what I'm saying? Like, Think big. Thinking big is fine. Dreaming big dreams is fine. But to set vision for your life and what that looks like, you need to work down. One of the ways that you can set vision is by vision boards. You can cut out pictures or print off inspirational quotes and glue them. I know that you probably remember old art classes where you made the collages of all the things that you thought were cool or beautiful or whatever. Yeah, you can do the same thing as an adult. In fact, I highly recommend you make a vision board. There's also brain dumping exercises where you just brain dump (laughs) everything that's on your mind and you just write it out. It doesn't have to look pretty. In fact, it shouldn't look pretty. It's called a brain dump. It's supposed to be messy. And then you can do mind mapping practices. And this looks different for different people. This could mean categories or this could be a literal map of, okay, well, I want to be healthy and fit and strong. I want to have a better diet. Okay, well, how do you get there? It's a lot of focus and inner working, which brings me to the second thing, incorporating healthy daily habits. This means that you are intentional with your time and that you're taking action. So you have your specific goals. You've written out everything that you wanted to accomplish. You have a roadmap for it. You know exactly what you want to create and build and do. That's great. But if you're not incorporating action in that, your goals and dreams aren't going to come true. That's a great start to have your vision, but that's not the only thing that you need to have. You need to be intentional with your time, whether that means starting out each morning and being intentional with your morning or your evenings or your lunch break. Maybe that means instead of, maybe your big goal is to be financially stable, And that means that you want to slow down on your spending habits. Okay, so what does that mean? You intentionally don't drive to Starbucks every single day and spending $5 on a latte. And I'm speaking to myself, I love Starbucks lattes. But you know what I mean? Like, you have to include the action in that. Whenever we incorporate healthy daily habits, 
one of the most important things we need to remember is that we need to focus on our small wins. It's not about making huge impact. It's about making small impact every single day. When you think of making an impact for your life, when you think of making an impact on your community, that means every day or every week or every month, you on purpose do the small things that go unnoticed that lead to the big things that people notice. A lot of goal setting and striving for achieving our dreams and unlocking our future version of ourselves that we've always dreamt of being means that we have to put in the work. However, just because you're putting in the work does not mean that you have the freedom to be militant or self-loathing. What do I mean by that? Well, you need to make sure that you're loving yourself in the process. Big, massive change and impact does not happen overnight. It's in those little things. And so if you strive to be the very best version of yourself every single day, whatever that looks like, maybe your best today is, hey, I got up out of bed, I folded the laundry, I did the dishes, and then I went and watched Netflix. Good for you. Great. You cleaned your house. That's amazing. Love yourself in that. A lot of people struggle with even getting out of bed. You should give yourself a pat on the back, like congratulate yourself for that. That's great. That is small impact. If you ran a marathon today and tomorrow you sleep in and you're super sluggish all day and you're just hanging out with your friends, not really eating right or whatever, you're, you buy yourself a pizza because you trained and in the marathon, it's okay to love yourself in that. You don't have to be what everyone else thinks your best looks like. You just have to give your best each and every day. Whether that means you take on all the daily tasks, you check off everything on your list, you meet all your goals, you meet all your quotas, you meet with all your clients, whatever that looks like for you, do that every single day. Number three, paying attention to your surroundings. So you're setting vision for yourself, number one. Number two, you're incorporating the healthy habits. Number three, you're paying attention to your surroundings. This is where it kind of gets hairy. A lot of times we strive for greatness. We want to accomplish our goals and dreams and we're putting in the work. We have the, the vision, the specific focus of what that looks like, but we're hanging out with the wrong people. The people that we're hanging out with drain us. And I'm not saying get rid of everyone on your Facebook friends list or cut everyone out of your life. I'm not saying that. But I am saying you do need to surround yourself with people who inspire you and motivate you and love you wherever you're at. A lot of times we are more hard on ourselves. We're our own worst critic. I know you've heard that saying, but it's so true. On those days where you don't feel like doing anything, on the days that you feel like giving up, it's those people, whether that's your coworkers and colleagues, your friends, your family, your online community, whoever it is, that's when they can step up and love you when you can't love yourself. That's when you have the community linking arms with you, wrapping their arms with you, patting on the back. Some days it's to encourage you to keep going, to push you to keep going. Other times it's like, hey, you did your very best and that's all that matters. Whenever we pay attention to our surroundings, whenever we're, we become more aware of our surroundings, we start realizing the negative self-talk that we have. 
we start realizing these self-limiting beliefs, the negative mindsets, we start being hypersensitive and hyper aware of the music that we're listening to, of the TV shows and the movies that we're watching. You have to pay attention to your thought life. What are you allowing in your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit? What are you allowing to take fruit in your life? You cannot be all the things to all the people all the time. This is where friends, this is where inspirational quotes, this is where your vision board comes in. This is where you have podcasts. This is where you have motivational documentaries. This is where you have uplifting music. This is where you listen to K-Love because you want worship music and scripture throughout the day. Whatever it is that lifts you up, if it's pump up jams and rap music and it's like giving you life and, and it uplifts you and, and boosts your mood and it makes you like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can take care of this then keep that. But if you have music on your phone that makes you sink back into yourself, that makes you depressed, we're no longer 13-year-olds in our emo days. If there is music on your phone that is dragging you down, that's making you depressed or think about depressing things in life that's not encouraging you, maybe you're listening to rap music that does not encourage you, that makes you feel bad about yourself or whatever genre of music or the TV shows, whatever in whatever form of entertainment. Maybe it's the people in your life who are dragging you down. Whatever it is, we need to pay attention to our surroundings to help us in those moments when we feel like we can't even help ourselves. Number four, it is so important to keep a journal. And I see this in two different ways. One, keeping a journal to monitor your goals. Are you keeping up with your progress? So you set your vision, you wrote down your specific goals, you're taking action, you're having the inspirational quotes on your background on your phone, you have the people messaging, every, messaging you every day saying, hey, you've got this, thinking about you, like you're empowered. But are you monitoring where you're at? Are you monitoring your small impact? Are you keeping up with where you've been and where you're at and where you're going? Do you have that vision? For yourself? Are you staying focused on what that looks like for you? This can be in the form of Google Sheets. You know, I have a Google Sheet of my specific goals in the different areas of my life for 2019, and I'm about to create my 2020 goal list. It's so easy to just write in, hey, I've done this, hey, I haven't done this, hey, I've kind of done this, whatever, just to monitor your goals. I do this every couple months to remind myself of, okay, I need to focus on this, or okay, I need to pay more attention to this area of my life, or okay, I need to write more of this, or I need to strive this, or I forgot about this goal that I had, or hey, maybe this goal doesn't really speak to me anymore. Maybe I don't really want this goal anymore. If you don't know how to do a Google Sheet, like seriously, Stop listening to this and email me at elaine at the prodigaldaughter.com and I will hop on a Zoom call with you. I will show you how to monitor your goals and make a Google Sheet and how to be specific. I promise. Like, that's how important I believe keeping a journal is and monitoring your goals. Another form of this is planners or blank journals, even. If you feel like all the stuff in the cute planners at Target are too much for you and you just want a blank space, Get a blank journal and bullet journal how you want to. 
And it doesn't matter if it's pretty. It doesn't matter if it's messy. It doesn't matter if it makes sense to somebody else. Nobody else is going to read this unless you give it to them. But keeping a list of what you are doing and and it also reminds you of the impact that you are making. It reminds you of, hey, you know what? Yesterday I had a really bad day. I didn't think I was doing anything. I, I didn't think I accomplished anything. But look at all these freaking things that I've done. It's to remind you. The other way that I believe that journaling helps you is whenever you write down how you feel and think and where you want to be with your goals, you can remember where you came from. You can start to see the goals shifting or staying exactly the same or broadening or niching down. You can write about how you feel. Maybe you have a goal that you thought was your goal, but it no longer serves you and you don't feel right about it. Scrap that goal, but write down how you feel and what you were thinking about and where you were when you wrote that down. Keeping a journal, to me, is one of the most important ways to actually achieve your goals. The fifth thing that I incorporate in my goal setting is that I start today. I start today and I start each and every day. Stop waiting for the right moment because right now is the right moment for you. Stop waiting when you're ready because you will never be ready. And that's not to make you feel bad. That's that's not to uninspire you. That's not to make you feel like, oh, well, nothing really matters because no. Like what I'm telling you is this. You can prepare for the worst or the best. You can write out every scenario in your mind of what you think will or will not happen, but you will never be ready. This can be a bad thing or this can be a good thing. A lot of times when we say, oh, we're not ready because we need to have all this stuff in in case all else fails. We need to have a, a game plan. We need to have a plan B. But sometimes you're not ready because you're not ready to accept the blessings in your life. You can't even fathom the amazing things that God is doing in you and through you and for you and around you. You're not ready because you have no idea the great things that are to come. So starting today, right now, in this moment is the right time. And the thing is, you're more ready than you realize. You are more equipped. You are stronger than you realize. You're more ready than you realize. So start today. Not next year in 2020, not next month, not next week, not tomorrow, not the next Monday that comes, not the next Sunday that comes, but right now in this moment, I don't care if it's 11.58 when you're listening to this PM, you can start right now. The thing is, these five ways to jumpstart your 2020 goals are not strictly inclusive to 2020 or your 10-year plan or where you want to be in six months. These five practices can be assigned to different areas of your life where you want to succeed in. It's not just because you want to be financially stable. It's not just because you want to be healthy. It's not just because you want to be happy or make impact or have a stronger community. It's all of the above and then some. So again, the five ways to jumpstart your goals for 2020 or any year or next month or this week or today Five ways to actually achieve your goals and dreams are these five things. Setting vision, setting specific vision, incorporating healthy habits, 
and being intentional with your time, paying attention to your surroundings, and focusing on positivity and loving yourself, keeping a journal to monitor not only your goals, but your emotions and your thought life, and five, starting today, right now, in this very moment, because this is the right moment and you're a lot more ready than you even realize. You can be great today, right now. Thanks for joining me this week on The Prodigal Daughter. If you would, please rate and review the show. This helps reach listeners like you who want to chase after their God-given callings and dreams. Also, if you have a girlfriend, sister, or any other woman figure in your life who would benefit from the show, feel free to share this on. The Prodigal Daughter is more than just a podcast. It's also a community where we can continue conversations like this one and link arms with the women around us as we reignite the fire from within. Find the Prodigal Daughter community on Facebook. Of course, you can find all of the details of this week's episode, links to our community, and more in the show notes. You can also visit theprodigaldaughter.com for even more podcast episodes and all of my blog posts. Until next time, go and be great today and every day.